Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this moment, for this opportunity, for this time that we are able to spend with you. We thank you for your presence. We enter your gates with thanksgiving in our heart. We enter your courts with praise, Lord, and we enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. We come before you. And it is your grace, your mercy that allows us to enter this far. For we have seen in the Old Testament how people died in that, in that endeavor to come to you. If they missed something small, and yet here you are willing to give us this opportunity to come just by the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for that mercy that you renew for us every morning, for the grace that you're ever willing to pour to us, that fountain that you made available to us through the death of Jesus, whereby it we not only have our atonement, but we also have this opportunity to rise again and you give your spirit to be with us. We thank you, Lord for all that you continue to do for us. And yet many times, out of our weakness, our vulnerabilities, out of our inability, our lack of discernment to see things, to perceive your moves, we fall weak, we may grumble, we may complain, we ask for forgiveness, Father. We ask for all those times that we have turned away from you, for all the times that we have worn our crowns and stood up in pride. For all the times we have been vulnerable to sin. We ask for forgiveness, Lord. And we come back to you with all our hearts today. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing. Even when we don't see it. Even when we are in our fallen state of sin, yet you call us and you have chosen us. You call us your people and your objective is to make us into a royal priesthood. We thank you, Father. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you make available to us as we commune with you. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you with all those that do not want to know you. We share it, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our place of prayer, at our altar. And those that have no one to pray for them, as we offer our faith to stand in that gap. And Father, as we remember all of these, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. <clears throat> the one who is a lifter of men. Who always completes every good work that he has started in us. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water and thirsty land springs of water. You are the preserver of men, Lord. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The word who became flesh and came and dwelt amongst us now within us, through revelation, made real to us by His Spirit. 
is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption, the way, the truth, and the life, the word, I, the, the utterance and knowledge that come from him. And he has enriched us in that. He is the sheep gate, the bridge to the Father, the author and the finisher of our destiny and the foundation, the rock. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of truth, the spirit of Jesus. The same spirit that brought about creation into existence at the spoken word of the Father who gave it life. It is he who raised Jesus from the dead. It is he who now quickens our mortal body. The breath of the Father given to us. The one who changes the times and the seasons. It is he who partners with us to lift us out of the pit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. And in these last days, it is the move of your spirit that brings revival, that brings transformation within, that brings a renewal of our faith, that lifts us up, that draws us on the path of salvation. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the angels, with destiny help us to fill every other gap, to support us in every way we need. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every physical provision that we need, that we shall not fall short, and with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, that we shall not be weak, that we shall stand in abundance, and we shall walk in dominion. Thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the same blood of the new and eternal covenant. <clears throat> we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. I declare that it shall not return to me empty, but shall accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. That when we speak into situations, by your spirit, by the word that you give us, then we speak life. We thank you, Lord. 
<coughs> in the last two days, we have touched on the word performing live. And for it to be live, it must be breathed by the spirit. That is, it must bring a revelation. It must be made alive by him. It must become real to us. Today, let's look at the ministry of the word. What is its purpose and how it works in our life? It's just a reminder about the word so that when we look at our Bible, let us look at it with that renewed conviction. In Acts 20 verse 32, Paul says, Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, the word, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So the word has three roles as you can see here. One is it builds you up. Two, and this is the word of his grace. So it's the word of his grace that builds you up. Second, it gives you an inheritance. And third, it sanctifies you so that you can be counted among the sanctified. <clears throat> Let's look at these a little more. The first thing I want to touch on is the word acts as a mirror to show you if you are conforming to the image and likeness of Jesus or that of Satan. And it is important. The Bible even says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It comes by what you know so it's one is getting to know the word, receiving the information and knowledge. And the second hearing is when it brings the revelation and opens up your understanding, which is partly what we touched on yesterday as well. <clears throat> only what you understand can you claim, only what is revealed to you can be real and alive and active. That can only come by hearing not by any other association. Not by hearing from somewhere else. Only from the word. So why is this important? If a Christian is praying without the word in him or her, then the first thing is he does not know God that well because God reveals himself majorly through his word. Even the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit is limited to the word knowledge that you carry within you. Not the word knowledge contained in the Bible, the word knowledge that you carry within you. What you do not know, he is not at liberty to remind you of. I mean, what will he remind you of if it, is, if it doesn't exist? He cannot make real to you what you do not know. Unless you have connected with that word. So then when a person who, is, who has no idea about what the word says starts to pray and then hears a voice, he cannot confirm whether it is of God or whether it is from the devil. Many people praying this way hear all sorts of voices. Some 
even hear voices asking them to take their lives and come to him. Now, if you do not know what the word says concerning that, you can't tell the difference. And by our nature of faith, we tend to submit very easily. Are we submitting to the devil in that way? Without that layer of discernment, if we are obedient to all such voices, we are in grave danger of being misled. Remember, Satan can masquerade as the angel of light. More importantly, he knows the word. So even someone who has heard something about the word or has partially read it can be very easily confused. He tried that on Jesus as well. He tried to quote Psalm 91. The word is the only lens to identify him. And he will show up when you pray. He will show up. He showed up even when Jesus prayed in the wilderness. Though Jesus heavily anointed, Satan wasn't shaking and falling. He was the only one there waiting for him when Jesus emerged from the wilderness. So he would be waiting for you too. How do you tell whether the one waiting there is Satan or is God? The only lens there is the word. We need to be careful not to mistake any such voice. There could be four voices you could be listening to. One is your own, that is of other people, which is the second one. Then is the voice of the devil, Satan, the third. And then the fourth is the voice of God. How do you tell which voice it is? You need to be careful. We need to be deeply rooted in the word. He can ask you like he asked Eve, did God really say this? How would you know if you don't read the word? And this is why God says in Hosea 4 verse 6, my people suffer from a lack of knowledge. They can be easily fooled if they don't know the word. What else does the word do? It builds you up to grow in the wisdom and character of God. To educate, to edify and to guide. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 and 17. We've touched on these in the last two days as well. This verses say, all scripture is God-breathed. That means it comes from God and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. Why? So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And these include strategies for ministry, for business, for family and battle as well, including spiritual warfare. <clears throat> So how does he teach you or how does the word teach you? It contains God's promises and covenants, it contains his prophecies and principles on which his kingdom works. That's what the word is. And he has given us these as a system of advantage. But if you do not know what advantage you have, 
you will continue to be battered by the enemy. Proverbs 8 verse 16 says, By wisdom do princes and nobles rule. And the eternal source of wisdom is the truth, the word of God. If you are to use that system of advantage for you to rule, then you should know what is contained in it. If we are naive, or if we are partially informed, if we are not alert, if we are not sensitive to what the word says, just like Adam, Satan would readily be waiting to steal what is yours. And you will knowingly, probably unknowingly, but willingly give it to him. The word is meant to be that discerner in the, in the middle, that layer in between. I believe the word also contains messages concerning our lives. Where God speaks to us to reveal mysteries, secrets, prophecies and answers to our personal questions. So not just Jesus, it is your story that is in the word too. It is for you to look it up, for you to ask and keep on asking till you receive answers. We must refer to the word to show us the way ahead for our life and to learn ways in which we can overcome challenges that are potentially sitting on the horizon. And lastly, the word also reveals God and reveals ourselves to us. So we can work on our relationship with him, which is our primary purpose of existence. The word is God's will concerning you. If you do not know what is given to you in inheritance, how would you claim that? How would you claim your inheritance if you do not know what is written in it? If you do not even know what exists, whether that will exist? Many look on it as just a storybook. In this day and age, we say information and knowledge is power and yet many don't even read the Bible. Are we seeing what sort of neglect of that power we're living in? And yet we look for information everywhere else. If we aren't doing that, something is wrong. We are missing something. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray this day for a renewed hunger for your word, to study your word, to know more in depth about you, about our relationship with you, and about all that you have willed for us, all that you have left in an inheritance for us, all your ways, your wisdom that you pour out into our hearts. When we connect with that word, ways in which we can rise above our circumstances and not remain in bondage, not have to suffer under it. Ways in which we can veto all the moves of the enemy so that they cannot do anything. When we understand how to raise up our hedge of protection around us, then the enemy can't get to us. When we understand how to step into our abundance. Then we do not have to suffer 
in misery, in poverty, in hardship, and under any kind of slavery or bondage. Even the ones that we don't readily see and accept. I ask for that edification, that opening of our eyes today and a fresh, renewed vigor to reconnect with your word, Lord. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. <coughs> we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized, that will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families. All families that are facing all kinds of division and separation. Especially those going through divorce, those going through even minor arguments within the family. Which cause division. We ask, Lord, for a restoration of peace, of restoration of your love, your kind of love in that home. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray in a special way for all those that are persecuted for their faith, especially with what is happening in Manipur in India. We pray, Lord, for our friends and our family as well, those that are not yet saved in a special way. Quicken them, Lord, that they might call on your name. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Get a 
In the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that's been placed on my heart this morning is from Ephesians 1, 15 to 19. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, which are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe according to the working of his great might. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a couple of scriptures that are shared in the chat. The first one is from Jeremiah 29, verses 12 and 13, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The second scripture is from Isaiah 30 verses 20 and 21, quoted from the ESV where it is written, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. 
And the third one is from the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 14, quoted from the Amplified Sea, where it is written, The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as our Friday Bible teaching sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family, as well as links to the prayer group or the Telegram group. Invite them to come and join us. <laughs> this Friday, we will resume our series on a, a, a time of testing, the fifth part. And we will reflect on the ultimate test, the test that Jesus went through as well, the ultimate tests that you could potentially go through, that God could put you through, uh, the cave experience as well, just like David went through. And then I want to share something special on uh, the process that God takes you through when you are undergoing that cave experience. We shall share. We have shared links for this session on our Facebook and YouTube pages as well. We shall share on our Telegram group this morning, so you can share it with friends and family and start inviting them to join us this Friday. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank God, you, bless God bless everyone. Thank you, brother. God bless everyone.